podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coogan Cassius for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. We're at the darts at the Alley Pally. It's that time of year again, Barry Hearn. Oh, this is my time of the year, you know. We've had a fantastic season of watching all your boxing videos and Eddie's boxing shows, but this is more my domain. This is the darts and I love it. Um, we kind of we watch the atmosphere on TV and people who have been here kind of know that there's no other place or even the venue here uh, quite like it in sport. I think it's unique in as far as you're watching world-class sport, but you're having a party at the same time. And it is the biggest Christmas party in the world. You know, Carl Frotter always talks about 80,000 ticket people watched him at Wembley. Well, we sold 80,000 tickets the first day the darts went on sale this year. So we're Carl Frotchisms around, you know, which shows you how big it is. It's just, it's about Christmas. It's about what it all is, you know. It is tremendous quality sport, very competitive, fabulous standard, but it's also played in an atmosphere that's quite unique for any other sporting event. Absolutely. How was your Christmas, Barry? Uh, can you give us a typical Hearn Christmas day? Well, basically it was opening presents for Eddie's kids. I mean, that was about it. And then trying to get out the door with all the wrapping paper. Uh, Christmas is about family, with us especially, and I'm sure with everybody else. Uh, my daughter's got two lovely boys and Eddie's two lovely girls. It's just a family day. Put on too much weight, Cougs. Back in the gym now, getting ready for a break. But hard work, hard work at my age, but I love Christmas. I love it because it's family. Did Eddie actually buy you a Christmas present and what was it? I've got to tell you, I'm wearing it. Oh. I mean, he bought me loads of Christmas presents, but this jacket, thank you very much, Tom Sweeney, these trousers, they are part of my Christmas present from Eddie Hearn. How bizarre, you should mention it. First time I put it, took it off the hanger. No, he's good. He's actually very, dare I say it, very generous. You know, he bought his mother a beautiful necklace and all that. So he's a very caring guy when it comes to Christmas. But he's a nice kid anyway. OK, we're going to take your word for it, Barry. Um, it seems like, I don't know if it seems like a long time ago or not a long time ago, Saudi Arabia now, but mm. have we kind of got over kind of the events of what happened? And obviously, to end the year for yourself and for, for Eddie, for Anthony Joshua and Matchroom on a high was, was a good thing for you. Oh, I think at my age, every year you end a year is a high, isn't it? So <laughs> the secret is not to go out early doors. It's been a fabulous year across a whole variety of fronts for everybody at Matchroom, but in particular the boxing department, which has done super well, taken on the toughest market in the world to crack, America, um, produced uh, a highlight moment in terms of Saudi, which will be one of the, probably one of those three or four big fights that we remember, alongside Thriller Manila and Rumble in the Jungle. You know, Riyadh was the same. I mean, it was an, a spectacle something you should be proud to be involved in and something that a lot of people got enjoyment from watching, especially Anthony Joshua looking back on it. You know, prime performance that I think will, have, will show a new Anthony Joshua to the way he boxes in the future, which is going to be interesting to see how he develops as a fighter during 2020. It's going to be an interesting time. We're lucky, you know, you're especially lucky, because otherwise I don't know what you'd be doing, Cougs, but you've made a niche market within an expanding market, and it works well for everyone. As long as we keep giving everyone value for money, pay everybody on time, pay everybody in full, spread the gospel of sport, I don't see how we can lose, because uh, it's just a pleasure to be involved. For me, it's lovely, because I haven't got any work to do. I just turn up, 
get a decent seat. Although I wasn't front row at Saudi, I was second row. It just shows you maybe I'm going backwards over the next few years. I'll end up in the tiers, but that's okay as long as I'm there. It's pretty much impossible to predict kind of what fights we will see kind of through the course of 2020 or, or, or any year. We know that Wilder rematches Fury on February 22nd, but the rest of it is pretty much unclear. We don't know who Joshua's opponent's going to be next. We're speculating Pulev, but things could change. We don't know who Dylan White's going to fight. It's, the rest of it's all up in the air. That's what makes it so exciting, though, isn't it? You know, it's one of those things where... What will happen will happen, you know, and it'll involve, and everyone's going to be involved in it. Everyone's going to have opinions. People are going to speculate. It's going to be great media. It's going to be millions and millions of views on IFL. So, you know, I just think we're in the most exciting times in boxing in my lifetime. I've, I really think that, and I think commercially, the market's changed. The demand is at an all-time high. The commercialisation is just so much more complicated now and so much more beneficial to fighters. This is the best time to be involved in boxing. We've, and I have no idea what's going to happen. What I do know is it will be exciting. Eddie said something interesting uh, after Anthony Joshua's win in Saudi Arabia. He said that a lot of people in boxing would be sick as pigs that Joshua won that fight. Yeah, but he says things like that. I don't necessarily agree with him. I think I don't think they're even relevant anymore. And that sounds a bit big Eddie, but the market's changed. They're so yesterday now. They'll they'll put up a struggle and they'll still be involved in fights at their level. They're not gonna compete with Eddie and, and the platforms he's got around the world. So were they sick? Well yeah, because they they basically they're, bit, they're a little bit bitter that they're not the kingpins they once were or dreamed of being. And that's sometimes a bitter pill to swallow. Hey, look, I understand that. I, I would be exactly the same as them. I would, I would not be relevant in today's marketplace. And they're not relevant. But they're still, you know, they're still going to have an involvement. They're still going to be in, involved in the greatest sport in the world, which boxing probably is. But if they expect to be the dignitaries that they have been in the past... They best think again because they're not really so relevant anymore. Still partially relevant, but not really relevant. Just keeping with Anthony Joshua, I know I kind of just touched on it there regarding the Kubrat Pulev and Usek situation. We know that he will be facing his mandatory next. Which one we don't know. Can you kind of give us any insight on this? Uh, none at all. I mean, I like the Pulev fight. I think the Usek fight is a, is a Styles fight that's more difficult because I think Usek has got better feet, better brain. I think Pulev is a tough guy that's going to come and make it a very entertaining fight. But I think it's out of that domain now. It's all down to the commercial reality of who's prepared to do what to make it happen. And very much comes down to the governing bodies. I, I can't believe these governing bodies shoot themselves in the foot all the time. You know, they've got Anthony Joshua is... Whoever's the best heavyweight in the world, you can have an opinion on that. Whoever's the biggest commercial drawer in the world, there is no dispute, says Anthony Joshua. So you should all want a bit of that. And it works. It worked for Ruiz. It's going to work for every fight. They're going to get paid. They're going to have a chance because, you know, there's, there's flaws in Joshua still. So it's going to be interesting. But at the end of the day, the governing bodies, they should be... Uh, they seem to, every time there's a, a dispute, they create another belt for something. And it just confuses me. Maybe I'm just getting old.
it confuses everyone. I think we're all in agreement of that, that the belt situation has got rather farcical. Yeah, it has. And if Deontay Wilder skips out of fighting Dylan White because they make him a meritorious champion, what the fuck does that mean? I don't know, maybe... I don't know, it's just the franchise champion, the emeritus champion, there's a gold champion, there's... I might as well create an IFL champion. We'd definitely be up for that, Bill. Yeah. We'd up for that. I hope your sanction fees will be reasonable. <laughs> but, you know, I think it, does, it doesn't do boxing anything other than a disservice because it confuses the punter. Now, I'm not saying we're going to go back to those glory days when there was one heavyweight champion. That's never going to happen. But at least try and keep it credible, boys. And it always just looks like he's creating more belts so they get more sanction fees for more fights. Well, that's not really what they're there for, is it? Dylan White has kind of, since he's made his return to the ring and his this situation regarding UCAD has now uh, been resolved in his favour, obviously, um, he's been on kind of uh, a social media rant towards, you know, Deontay Wilder. We know Wilder's rematching Fury, but are we, are we to feel a little bit here, in, obviously, for Dylan White regarding that situation that he may have to wait another year till 2021 to, to get this shot? I think you're absolutely right. I feel for Dylan White. I think he's been terribly badly treated by the governing bodies, by UCAD, by a lot of people. But that's more a question for him and his lawyers to sort out because if he's getting the right advice, which I'm sure he is, there's definitely a, a legal situation going to be brought into that one because I think he's, I think he's been very harshly treated. Um, what are your thoughts on Fury fighting Wilder? Uh, we, we expected, obviously, it was announced the other day. Great fight, great fight. Interesting fight. Does Wilder knock him out this time? Possibly. Does Tyson confuse him like he did last time? Possibly. That's why it's a good fight, because you don't know. I, know. I think good luck to both boys. I think it's a it's a great fight. I'm looking forward to watching it, and good luck to both of them. If Tyson wins, probably be easier to deal with him than it will be to Deontay. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. It's about activity. It's about, like we talk about Dylan White, it's about keeping busy. You know, you've got a short time in this career. You don't want to have you know, time on the sidelines. So there's lots of opportunities in this world for boxers, particularly in the heavyweight division. If everyone keeps active, eventually those fights come round. Barry, I know I've dragged you away from your table, so I appreciate your time, and uh, no doubt we'll catch up with you in the new year. So I hope you have a wonderful night. Well, and happy new year to you, all your hard work you put in, and all your IFL customers. Good luck, boys. See you in the year. Thank you very much, Barry Hearn. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast. Sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.